0: yeah, yeah. so later crusaders america's the greatest country in the world san diego's america's finest city thanks for being here so i'm just looking at some footage here of the tornado that went through uh tennessee and kentucky uh it was close close to where i used to live when i was in tennessee that it was in our listener area and just towns um just just towns just leveled it's gone unbelievable hmm there's not there's nothing to say they're Tornadoes are uh, scary, come fast. I've only been through one when I was there. I went right through the college in Jackson, Tennessee, Union University. I went right through it, boom. I busted the dorm rooms down, it's pretty scary. But you just don't know, right? You just don't know when it's, where it's just tornado warnings and it just poof, touches down and everything's gone. And then, but the house right next to it is totally fine. No insight to add to that other than that's, uh, it's awful. And we don't get any of that. What's the, we don't have any extreme weather. I have fires, I guess. Right? Everyone's got something, but uh, so we've been talking today about how history rhymes, and also how this vax unvaxed division. This is not the division. This is not the dividing line. Later, like it, it's it is it is one. Don't get me wrong, but this is not the one that is going to split the country up. This is training us to think this way, to think in this, uh, divisional. And, uh, uh, like what's the word? That's another word. Don't I used it earlier? <laughs> you cut ties and then you, uh, die ah, missing it right now? Uh, anyway, it'll oh, come to me a second, but the most concerning thing is the medical community. We're just talking about the medical community working lockstep in with the government at all times. That's the scary part. And then the mob within the medical community. And it's with COVID and it's with transgenderism as well. That's the scariest part to me. We played an interview in the last segment with a Holocaust survivor saying that one of the biggest factors that led to the Holocaust was the medical community just completely losing their minds and their souls and their courage and doing everything that the government told them to do and falling lockstep in line with. We uh, talked about, I would play it, but it's a video, of police officers in Germany walking around with six-foot-long sticks measuring distances between people to make sure that people are are sufficiently par, far apart from each other. Six, six well, that's very similar. Back in the day, there's pictures of, of police officers measuring the size of people's noses in order to determine Jewish heritage. I'm not joking. So history rhymes is what I'm getting at here. There's a store in Germany, and someone wrote in yellow letters across the in yellow letters across the front of the store, like in yellow paint, in German. It says, "Do not buy from the unvaccinated." The store owners all is against all these measures. I guess publicly enough, to, for someone to reapain—it's not—it's pain, it's actual pain. Do not buy from the unvaccinated. Yellow letters, which is exactly what they wrote and how they wrote uh, during Crystal Knock and all that. You know, before World War II, unbelievable, unbelievable. These things are happening again, just a little slightly bit different. You know, it's a game of Mad Libs, right? Change the nouns, but it's the same thing. Now let's kick it to the next level because there has to be something added to it than than the previous is not the exact same. So I'll add a a next level of dystopia to you. This is in South Korea. Uh, Let me read this article for you. South Korea for Seoul based graduate Lee Soo Bin, The transition to a new lifestyle during the pandemic was no big deal. At the university level, I would reserve my books online which would then be sanitized in a book sterilizer, before, before being delivered to a locker for pickup, the 25 year old says, check out this word. Untacked. Ooh. Ooh. I hate it. Untacked. Untacked has made many aspects of my life. So convenient introduced in 2020. Untacked is a South Korean government policy that aims to spur economic growth by removing layers of human interaction from society. Yeah. Who wants that? I don't want any human interaction. It gathered pace during the pandemic and is expanding rapidly across sectors from healthcare to business and entertainment. I wonder what the South Korean uh, birth rate is. I'm guessing, I mean, Japan's is Japan won't be a country in a few years. They won't exist. There'll be no Japanese people. You you, like, you like roll your eyes or scoff at that. They're at a, like a dismally low birth rate. I think it's like 0.8. It needs to be 2.2 in order for the population to remain the same. I think. Don't call me up. I think Germany's like 0.8, or, or I think it's. I, I don't even think it's one. Uh, I guess I gotta look it up now. Hold on. 1.3, way off. 1.3, we're 1.7. The only reason we're staying the same population is because of immigration, but no one, no one immigrates into Japan. So 1.3 births per woman. It's gotta be 2.2. So in, in like literally a few decades, there's no more Japanese people. I I wonder what the, well, let me look it up. South Korean birth rate. 0.9. Holy cow. It's even worse than Japan. Japan's known as the worst one. Japan is a, oh, it was. Japan was the worst. Wow. North South Korea. Goodness gracious! They've plummeted. What has happened? Uh, the the joke, but I think true in Japan is that there's more adult diapers sold than baby diapers. Uh, so Korea used to back in the 60s, they had a birth rate of six births per woman. 70s down to four. 80s down to two. 90s down to 1.7, which is where we are now. And now they're at point nine. Whoa. Hmm, that's, well, that's, that's, uh, that's awful. So yeah, of course they have to have an economic policy in South Korea that de-emphasizes humans. They don't have any, they're running out of them. To the, the push to create contactless services is designed. The push to create contactless services is designed to, I must be missing the word, here, to increase productivity and cut bureaucracy, but has also fueled concerns over the potential social consequences. No, you think this guy, sociology professor, says there are many advantages to developing an untact to society. It also, but it also threatens social solidarity and may end up isolating individuals. Yeah. If more people lose the feeling of contact due to lack to, lack of face to face interaction, society will encounter a fundamental crisis. Wow. It's called untacked. That's the official government policy. Untacked. There's got to be some translation issue there, right? But that's the best we could do. Untacked. Un- disconnect. Basically, you're disconnected from people. Wow, what a what a wild dystopian goal that is to not have human inter- interaction with people. We're going to limit <laughs> or eliminate human interaction. It's it's so soul-crushingly brutal. Uh, This mobile phone company has opened several untacked phone shops where customers can compare models, sign contracts, and receive the latest smartphones without ever having to deal with a a real person. 80% of residents in the capital who had engaged in non-face-to-face activities said they would continue doing so after the pandemic pandemic subsided. Wow. We are going to uh, advance ourselves right out of existence. Truly, we are going to advance and prosperity ourselves out of existence. Uh, Just in this one second, let me... Look it up again. Uh, I haven't done a, a sociological perspective on South Korea because when every time I did this, I was focused on Japan. I never thought about it, South Korea, uh, but here, the first thing that pops up, why the birth rate so low in South Korea, uh, the fertility rate declined because more women, more married women pursued wealth and a higher standard of living rather than raising children. That's it. So it's just like capitalism, prosperity, wealth rate right out of out of advancement. Hold on. Is this California? You just sent me usher? No. What are they talking about? Unbelievable. All right. Let me put a pause on what I was just talking about. Cause it gets worse, but let me put a pause. Uh, so who did this? This is a st- There's a California department of public health. <laughs> what? Out of nowhere. All right, this was just announced. Breaking news. Do we have breaking news sound effect? That's not good breaking news. Um, mask mandate for all of California. <laughs> Regardless of vaccination status, starting this week. It goes into effect on Wednesday. What are they talking about? What are you talking about? Wednesday, so on Wednesday for a month. Slated to expire January. They're bringing the masks back. Get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. No way. It's being put in place due to a nearly fifty percent increase in COVID cases since the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, but again, doesn't say from what. How many cases from how many cases? You're good. There's always going to be cases we have to do this forever? There's always going to be cases of COVID. There's going to be cases of COVID forever and ever and ever. Just like there's always cases of the flu. There's always cases of the cold. There's always cases of every respiratory virus ever in the history. Man, they always exist. They'll never go anywhere. You're always, always, always going to have cases. And if you just look at the increase of numbers, then sometimes it's going to spike. But you can't mandate a mask mandate for every Californian in any indoor public setting, regardless of vaccination status. Screw you there's no way that's so like just no just no. Listen, i'm not even mad just no my wife and i we were at a doctor's this point this morning and uh, the signs everywhere and just like whatever just do it just go just go don't worry about it you're fine and most people at this point people aren't even saying anything you know what i mean and they hey you gotta wear mask. no i was at a doctor the other day and uh the, the lady did tell me to cover put cover your nose so yeah put it on my nose and it's you know barely i She just sorry you have to put it i was like all right forget it i'm leaving we were like scheduling a follow-up appointment or something i was like i don't need to follow it that's it just, just don't be a part of it you can't do it it's bad enough i put it on in the first place i suppose but anyway just don't don't do it don't put it up Matt, probably grocery store i'm still at the point now where i go into a grocery store and it feels weird to not have it on mostly because i got kicked out of the grocery store during the pandemic for refusing to put one on, but it's like, it's like, oh, now I can. <laughs> Starting on Wednesday. They're not Forget it. Oh, what a joke. What an absolute joke. These people are the worst. They'll keep it going forever. They'll keep it going forever. The entire state, everyone in the state, every indoor place you go, you have to wear a mask no matter what. <laughs> yeah, no is the answer. I'm not going to do that. 858 522 five, seven, seven, 5 8, five, eight, five, eight, five, two, two, five, seven, seven, five. These people are unbelievable. All right. Let me, uh, I'll finish this point about South Korea coming up next because it ties into the masks, right? Masks are part of it. We are losing that social connection with others because of the mask as well. We've already lost it in many ways. We are an untact society. There's people who are scared to be around other people and scared to even look at other people. Right, like like the idea of a human face, it's like uh, like it itself can spread disease. Just the face, another person's face can spread disease. By the way, the Omicron variant. uh, I've heard the line that uh, Alec Baldwin has killed more people than the Omicron variant. There's no concern with the Omicron variant. You want to get the Omicron? It's like good if you get it. You're like great, perfect. I love the Omicron variant. It's what you want. That is just fantastic. That is so rich. I'm not even mad. Not even mad. Starting on Wednesday for one month, and you know it's not a month. Everyone's got to wear a mask everywhere you go. Oh, our store, our, is the grocery store, really the only place I go is the grocery store. Is the grocery store going to mandate this? Am I going to go into Sprouts on Wednesday? And they're going to be like, sorry, got to put a mask on again. <laughs> they're going to have people jacking at the door. They don't have anyone working there. The Sprouts by the house. Every day, they have a, a table out front, walk-in interviews every day. You're going to walk in and they don't have anyone working at all. You're going to have someone work at the front desk. Come on. Wow, these people are the worst. How untouched. How, un- how, how un- Just totally clueless, clueless. No connection with the real world at all that you think you can impose a mask mandate on every single person wherever they go inside in the entire state of California because cases have gone up 50%, which is translated into what? Into what problem? Any hospitals overrun, blah, blah, blah. Any of that talk, anything, nothing, anything of note? No? Then what are you doing? Stop it already. Stop with the mask. Don't put it on anymore. Knock it off. Mask mandate. So let me wrap up this thing with uh, uh, South Korea because it's, it's the same. It's uh, we're doing it here, We're just we're not as official with it, but they have a policy, an official government policy called untacked in South Korea where because there's no more people. So everything's done without human humans. And my point, I think right before I, this breaking news came down is, is we're going to advance ourselves right out of society. And that's the metaverse. That's the metaverse. The metaverse won't have real people in it, but real life won't have any more people either. And I can't wait to be one of the remnant. I am so excited for that day. I wish it would just hurry up and get here already. Quite frankly, the the now famous, not famous enough Forbes magazine article from the World Economic Forum, uh, the one that's entitled Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. It's horrific. And there's not an ounce of sarcasm in the whole thing. It's describing life of life, life in the city of the future. And it's soulless and it's horrific in every single way. And they're pitching it like it's a great thing. But this is my favorite sentence paragraph. My biggest concern. So this is someone who lives in the city and life is just great. My biggest concern, they don't own anything. Everything's uh, like Ubered basically. Like if you want to use a frying pan, they Uber you a frying pan. It's kind of the gist of it. My biggest concern is all the but, why, but they also talk about that. Actually frying pan was a bad example because you don't cook your own food. You don't cook anything. Food is just brought to you. <laughs> my biggest concern is all the people who do not live in our city. Those we lost on the way, those who decided that it became too much, all this technology, those who felt obsolete and useless when robots and artificial intelligence took over big parts of our jobs, those who got upset with the political system and turned against it. They live different kind of lives outside the city. Some have formed little self-supplying communities. Others just stayed in the empty and abandoned houses in small 19th century villages. Mm, Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing, sign me up. A self-supplying community where we can stay in abandoned houses from the 19th century village. That sounds great. I just, uh, hurry up, can we just get there please, faster? If we're gonna do it, let's just do it, you know what I mean? So this South Korea article goes uh, talking about older people who are lonely during the pandemic, but they gave them essentially uh, like um, Alexis things, right? And Alexis could play music, could have simple conversations, perform quizzes, and even call for an emergency. Oh, wow. So we gave these human beings an uh, Alexa, Alexa, Alexis, Alexa, what? and uh, they're fine now. It's fine. It really reduced their loneliness. Just great people who needs people. You know what I mean? And now here we are in California masking up again, mask it up, baby. Slap that mask on your face, wherever you go. You don't want to get too close to people. You don't want to talk to people. You don't want to be near people. You don't want to look at people. You don't want people to look at you. Heaven forbid you have an actual conversation with someone. This is a professor. Uh, My colleagues are now literally scared of the exposed human face when indoors. The harm of thinking that the human face is per se dangerous is incalculable. It also reinforces that terrifying idea that we might be poisonous to one another that may extend... With some people, beyond the forever receding day when nobody feels masks are needed, at the subconscious, imaginative level, we no longer see each other as human beings, of inestimable worth, dignity, and promise. But instead, we view people as potential vectors. And masks are the sign of uh, and symbol of this imaginative shift. Uh, horrific! This idea that uh, that we have to slap cloth over our face, hide our faces wherever we go when we talk to people it's bad enough that, that people who serve us, people who are like servers at restaurants and people who work at grocery stores and sales clerks that they that the help, that the help needs to be masked while we don't. It's one of the most dehumanizing things I've ever been a part of sitting at a restaurant table with someone with a mask coming over to serve you. It's horrible, but don't worry. Now we all, we all could be equally dehumanized. No, no, no. And if I may suggest one other thing, these uh, now that we've been doing this for a while, people have these nicer face masks, like the cloth ones, right? Like the, some of them have designs on it or whatever. Uh, if you must wear one, I would suggest you don't wear one of those cloth ones. You know what I'm talking about the, the nicer ones. Uh, wear the cheap blue surgical ones? Because I think that sends a message of, this is temporary like literally this mask is a temporary thing and i'm going to throw it away any minute now i think it sends a different message than the permanency that's implied with the nicer cloth ones that's a deeper point but that's just where i am on it <laughs> or just never put one on ever again for the rest of your life Jeez, eight five eight five two two i can't believe these people although i can of course you can eight five eight five two two five seven seven five Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. I laugh. I laugh at Newsom and his new mask mandate. What a clown. Goes into effect Wednesday. Not today. Not tomorrow. It's not that urgent. But Wednesday, very urgent. Wednesday till next 15th, uh, so a month. In one month, 30 days, you got to wear your masks <laughs> everywhere you go inside in public. gosh, I'm leaving. I can't wait to get out of here. What's that? Oh, yeah. say it again. Oh, it'll absolutely get extended. No way it'll last for a month, right? Um, they just told you, cause you know, listen, incremental steps. I'm going to, we should have these clips. Actually, we should just have these clips like in rotation. Uh, maybe we can make a little montage of them. Cause there's like four or five of them. We can just put together and just play it. Uh, whenever this topic comes up, because people need, this needs to be ingrained deeply and profoundly in our brains. The idea of, of um, incremental steps to get to the, uh, the end goal. They want to just enough to not keep you to, to get you used to it. Not bad enough to be upset about, by it. Right? So if they said indoor mask mandate forever, starting Wednesday, people would be like, wow, wow, wow. But like, oh, just a month. Okay. I guess I get, I mean, I think that's even maybe too much of a push. We'll see. But everyone needs to just laugh, just laugh in their faces, just like this guy. This is who I was actually laughing at. This is a uh, reporter in uh, in England. I think I probably have Omicron. <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna kill me, but it really isn't pleasant. Are you ready for his case? His situation here? I'm incredibly drowsy, sore throat, intermittent headaches, etc. I'm certain had I had my third jab. This would be a heck of a lot less painful. Get your get your booster. Gutted. I couldn't in time. I'm gutted. <laughs> he was absolutely gutted. <laughs> gutted. Oh man, that's so good. So just a review: uh, drowsy, sore throat, headache. It's uh... December thirteenth sounds like a cold sounds a lot like a cold we don't have vaccines for colds or boosters for colds just take a cough drop you'll make it fine just power through but now everyone's got to wear masks everywhere (laughs) he's gutted (laughs) if only if only i had my third jab it would be a lot less painful this is a man by the way saying this oh my gosh could you imagine that's why I just have a vision of uh, like men working on the railroads. Right, imagine that. You're working on the railroads. You're, you're in uh, Kansas. Or something. You're in the middle of Kansas. You're building a railroad across the country. You haven't been home. Why don't you even have a home anymore if, you live in, if you're making the railroad? But let's say you have a wife and kids. You haven't seen them in six years. You're working the railroads, right? Just sun up to sundown, eating gruel, whatever they can hunt and forage for. As you're just working all day, you're swinging a sledgehammer. Right, your your hands are like like uh, like catcher's mitts you're just like just just all day your muscles are aching and sore you never stop if you stop they shoot you and and uh imagine if Tom Harwood goes back just one day <laughs> one day on the railroad crew with his Omicron and says oh excuse me excuse me guys i am incredibly drowsy i i think uh, uh, i think i have the Omicron. Yeah, you don't know what that is yet. Uh but one year, one year in the future we're gonna have a uh, virus and it's 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 gonna give you uh well I have it. It's and uh, I have a sore throat and a headache. I don't have one now. It comes and goes. But um just gonna have to take a couple of days off. Uh, oh. Just sleepy. Sleepy. I'm pretty sure those guys Would take a sledgehammer and just put you out of your misery don't you think and it would just be agreed upon like no one would even care like one guy here's (laughs) here's the scene there's 30 guys working on the railroad tom harwood comes in says i'm drowsy sore throat and intermittent headache and the guys just all look at each other the big strong guys the men they look at each other and then one of them just takes a sledgehammer and just smashes his head off just one just (laughs) his head's gone just done and then he falls to the ground and the guys all look at each other and they just get back to work. Like that would just, it gets, and they wouldn't even feel bad because you're just, you're helping the kid, right? You're helping him out. He's got no hope. He's like a wounded, a wounded, like a, a little baby deer or something. like what, what are animals where the, the, the baby ones, they just, the, the moms just kill. just put it out of misery. Sore throat. Oh man. Gosh, these people better put a mask on. Wear your mask, wherever you go read a story of a parent whose kid had to audition for a school play with a mask on and the performance, everyone's got to wear a mask and everyone in the audience has to wear a mask. It's just these cloth faces and lifeless eyes. What a horrific society we're building. So anyway, the point, just reject it. Say no, you don't even, you don't to make a big deal about it. Just say, no, I'm not doing that. Stop it already. And just move on with your life. Okay. I can't believe we have to do this again. I never, I never, ever, ever wanted to talk about masks ever again. I, I, I'm, I'm, I thought we were done with it. I really thought we were done with the mask mandates in California, but I should have known better. All right, let's play this. This is the uh, White House spokesperson. But inside schools, there are often uh, you know very strict rules. Uh, for example, sometimes students are required to eat outside or eat distance from each other, not talk to each other while they're eating. Does the White House want to see those rules lifted as well to get back to a more normal school experience? Well, schools are taking steps especially since we've only recently approved uh through the cdc and fda vaccines for five to eleven year olds they're not approved for kids younger than that to keep their kids safe and keep students safe i will tell you i have a three-year-old who goes to school sits outside for snacks and lunch wears a mask inside and it's no big deal to him i'm not saying that's the case for everybody but these are steps that schools are taking to keep kids safe oh yeah i gotta keep the kids safe. She said her daughter was three, her son or whatever, three, three-year-old son, and like Mike, my three-year-old's fine. My three-year-old's fine. The three-year-olds don't know what's best for them. Three-year-olds don't know what's best for them. It's the parents' job to provide a mentally safe environment. Kids are resilient. Yeah, we're seeing the ramifications of that, right? Mental health through the roof. Uh, suicides all-time high. And we can wait till you see the ramifications for the future. You absolute ghouls. But is there any, any surprise? Is there any surprise at all? Let me say it like this. Is there any chance that maybe Miss Saki, your three-year-old has been cowed into silence? Is there any chance? Is there any chance at all that a three-year-old feels forced and or pressured to remain silent and obey? And maybe is having trouble articulate how he feels when every adult in his life is telling him that he has to put this thing over his face in order to stay safe and help keep others safe or else you're going to kill grandma. Maybe a three-year-old can't articulate their true feelings. And is instead desperately relying on adults to make the proper risk and safety assessment for him on account of his being three. Like what a horrific parent. You're like, like, oh, look, he's fine. He doesn't care. He's fine. Let me give you an example. I want to give you an example of stepping up. All right. I I keep bringing it up, but it's going to get worse and worse. And I just want you to be fully aware of this story before it totally blows up. And it's all about speaking up. And it it applies to the mask mandate. The only reason I'm bringing it up again is because of the mask mandate. Okay. You just have to say no. You just absolutely say no. I'm not doing it. Forget it. Don't do it. Ah, I know I said Dodger's office. Maybe Dodger's office if they tell you to. Ah, But then you start drawing a line. The answer is no. But definitely, don't do it at like the grocery store. Oh, wait, give me a break. So, people don't step up; they just don't. University of Pennsylvania, right? Ivy League school. There's a there's a dude on the women's swim team. He's a like this has happened before, but usually it's a not a fast male swimmer becomes a woman and is like not that good of a female swimmer. But in this case, this guy was a really good male swimmer, and now he's breaking world records in female swimming. Right, women's swimming crushing all the records, literally breaking world records. It's not even the end of the season yet. So no one spoke out against it. No one spoke out against it. And then one, last week, one woman anonymously spoke out and said, we, we don't like this. It's not good. And now a second teammate anonymously has. Uh, Akron is a an invitational they went to, was an absolute beatdown by this guy. But it wasn't without disgust from fans who were in the building watching the meet. Uh, and watching the meat pool and school records drop one after the other. Usually everyone claps. Everyone is yelling and cheering when someone wins a race. But this guy touched the wall and it was silent. When the pen swimmer, Anna, finished second, the crowd erupted in applause. This is after a Wednesday team meeting where a source says Penn administration strongly advised its swimmers to avoid talking to the media. So, so two girls have so far. And the first girl said no one speaks out because they're afraid that they're not going to get a job when they graduate. And that's a, that fear is understandable without a doubt. There's a, there's a chance if you speak out, if you're, if you're a, a female swimmer on the female swim team and you speak out against a man crushing world records on the women's team and taking your place on relays and whatever. And if you speak out, there's a chance you don't graduate because you get run out of the university entirely by the, the gay lobby, the trans mob and the whole thing. There's a chance you, you don't even graduate. So it makes sense. But Abigail Schreier, she says, University of Pennsylvania strongly advised its female swimmers to shut up as their rights are infringed. My message to the athletes, a nation of young girls watches you. You will remember this moment for the rest of your lives. Stand up for them and for yourselves. But they don't, they're scared because they gotta get their job, they gotta get their internship. They may not even graduate, so they just stay silent. Just like the kid with masks on, just stay silent. The kids stay silent and then the adults say, oh look, they don't mind you've beaten your kid into submission about it. You've emotionally beaten them into submission, and it's the same thing. Just like so many people say, "Oh yeah, no, um, I think it's great. I think it's great that this man is competing against the women. It's oh, it's so wonderful. It's just I just think it's heroic and brave, and it's uh, it's just great for them. And like that's what you have to say, but that's not what people think but people feel pressured to come out and support it. And then it starts to break down a little bit. And then people are just silent about it because they still don't have the courage to speak out against him. And this is a form of silent protest, right? Like the guy touches the wall first. No one says anything. The second place girl touches first or first place girl, but you know, second place in the race touches the wall and then everyone erupts as if they're the real winner. Like that's a form of protest, but we're still not there yet to be like, guy, get out of the water. What do you get? Go swim with the guys again. Like what you can do, whatever you want. Pretend you're a woman, what swim, you're swimming with the guys or just stop swimming. Okay. No one has the courage to do that yet. And it's similar with the masks. It's like, no, we're not, not doing the same. We're done with the masks. All right. No. There is a preschool here in San Diego. And I'm talking to the guys who run it, um, to see if they want to talk. Um, the school, excuse me, the state sh- took their license. The street took their license away. Just like just happened just the other day, took their license away because the little kids, two to five year olds, weren't, some weren't wearing masks. Not amazing. Just took away their lights, just right now. <laughs> eight five eight five two two five seven seven five. Good for the good for this church. It's through a church. Standing up. Eight five eight five two two five seven seven five. Amazing. Just say no, okay? Laugh. Just laugh. Laugh at everyone involved. Telling you to put a mask back on. I'm sorry, if you're just tuning in, the breaking news is starting Wednesday, there's an indoor mask mandate statewide. Uh, Wednesday start for, for one month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's not. Oh, this is gold. This is absolute gold from uh the Babylon Bee I don't know how they do it. They're fantastic. Uh the headline is Rudolph. Rudolph changes name to Rolanda, dominates female reindeer games oh that is that is, <laughs> and there's a picture of yeah you know, the animatronic Rudolph with a pink pink uh wig on rudolph changes name to rolanda dominates female <laughs> reindeer games Oh, it's great uh, this is an article in the financial uh, financial times no foreign foreign policy magazine um only surveillance can save us from coronavirus Big data offers tools to stop the pandemic right now if we change our definition of privacy. Only surveillance can save us from coronavirus, and Jordan Peterson says, and what will save us from surveillance? This is uh, someone at the California Department of Public Health making the big announcement today. Effective from the 15th of December to January 15th, we will require universal Masking in indoor public settings statewide, this will cover about 50 percent of the state's population that currently lives in counties that do not have a similar mandate. In many parts of the state, we do have those mandates county by county. Yeah, San Diego didn't. And now we do. (laughs) Uh, Listen, it's only as effective as you let it be. That's it. It's only as effective as you let it be. So as we kicked off the entire show reading a New York Times article about a new study about how COVID uh, affects people who are overweight and obese, right? And we talked all about comorbidities and the whole thing again. And did a really interesting insight. It gave some interesting insight about how the virus actually hangs out. This is the term that one of the doctors used to help people like me understand. Hangs out in your fat, in the fat in your body. And that's one reason why they think long COVID exists because it just sits there forever and how it affects... Uh, the rest of your body because whatever went the whole thing in the first hour, but it's, it's, it's obese. That's the issue, right? But we never had a health movement in this country. We never had a health movement. No one ever tried to get healthy. And now there's all these headlines about how everything is causing heart issues. New York post, the little known heart attack that's striking fit and healthy women as young as 22. Here's another one. Cannabis use disorder may be linked to growing number of heart attacks in younger adults. Climate change may cause increased rates of heart defects in babies why are heart attacks becoming common common in seemingly fit people millions at greater risk of stroke when the clocks change how to lower your ads e-cigarettes increase stroke risk at earlier ages than conventional uh, interesting weird how it seems like everything's like uh causing people have heart attacks gosh that's weird is there was there anything else that we did across the entire country that everyone was mandated to take that could maybe affect the heart in any way. What no, that's it? No, nope, it's e-cigarettes. That's what's to blame for people. Indoor mask mandate in California. Just say no. <laughs> Jeez.